All right, the inappropriate Earl, back for more as the great Stephen Piercy sang in two. No, I wish it was two thousand four. It was uh, nineteen eighty four, off the platinum three time platinum album "Out of the Cellar" by Rat. He will come back on the podcast, but today's not about Rat. It's not about roast battle. When you go up to the comedy store, you see a lot of names on the wall, all in white. It goes all around the building, into the parking lot, around the side, up on Sunset, hundreds of names. So you may think it's not that big of a deal, but I'll tell you what, there's hundreds of thousands of names that aren't on the wall. And today's episode is about welcoming the newest paid regular at the comedy store into the comedy store family. It's a big deal to get past at the comedy store. It's the number one club in the country. Maybe the cellar. Maybe it's one and one A. I don't want to start a turf war. Also, the stand run by the great Patrick Milligan in New York. Go to that club. Patrick will treat you right. But it is a big, big deal. You have every comic in the country trying to get in at the comedy store. Headliners can't get in at the comedy store right now. The spots are so tight. So when you get passed in 2017, it's a big deal. And the great Jack Knight was recently passed. And with Jack Knight, we have an inappropriate Earl. We have a roast battle legend, the great Joe Dosh, newest paid regular at the comedy store. Clap your fucking hands, you bitter and jealous comics. <laughs> Hi. How does uh, it feel? Oh, it it feels wonderful, Earl. First of all, like I don't you, you you people listening at home, you can't see, but Earl's actually standing and pacing while he does these intros. It's really quite something to see. It's like you just sound like a titan of industry, like dictating, like take a letter, Miss Jenkins. <laughs> I'm like the Gecko. comedy store. Yeah, exactly. You are like Gordon Gecko with um, no money. Yeah. Oh, Earl, come on. Well, I got a couple bucks. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So there I it could is. still do open mics when I was 45. Yeah, exactly. You know, someone's paying for all this hockey memorabilia. I know. Now I got to dump it all. But that's yeah. uh, now. I, now how I do many, sound like how many of fucking Jack Kennedy's like bootlegging dollars went into all this hockey memorabilia? Would you say like there are just so many? They're just dead. Like your your home is just paved with dead bootleggers. You realize that, Earl? <laughs> well, these trophies are. Uh, <laughs> In my 40s, I lead my league in scoring most seasons I play in, and I I actually earn these trophies. Oh, I, I stand corrected. I'll For just, once. I'll shut my big mouth. I have earned uh, what's in my house. Now, the 75-inch TV was brought uh, to me by Ari Manis via Best Buy via my uncle's bootlegging money. So. Oh, nice. Excellent. But enough about my family financial background. <laughs> it's a big deal to get past at the comedy You know, it, it really is. It kind of hasn't fully hit me yet, to be perfectly honest. There'll be little moments where I'm like, holy shit, I'm in and I'm on the wall and I've wanted this for so long. And like the gravity and the joy of it hits me all at once. But like, for the most part, like sometimes I'll just be walking through like, okay, I got a set and it hasn't, it'll probably, I find kind of when big things in life happen, the big significance of it doesn't just happen right away in the moment. It kind of slowly unfolds over time. That's kind of how I feel where I'm at with it. But I've been fed, you know, I've had three spots there since I've been passed and it just, it just feels fucking great, man. It feels great. I mean, it, it's still, it's been, uh, I think two and a half years for me or whatever it's been. And I still am like, Wow, I can't believe I'm passed up here. Like, yeah, I don't think that feeling ever goes away. Yeah, because it's like when you look at the names on the wall and the history of the club, mm -hmm. and like you see someone like Dave Chappelle come in the other night. And yeah, 
it's like, wow, I get to, I get to go on that stage. There are huge people who are still scared to go up there. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, I think, yeah, you have to be funny to be passed mm-hmm. at the store, but you also have to fit in there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of great comics who just don't fit in there. You know, I was telling, um, Randolph this the other night, just and like, we both agree. And this is no disrespect anywhere. And like, like you just said, I consider like the seller, like the sister club, like it's not one a and one B like, but I really do feel like just for my purposes to me, you know, the store is where comedy is done and everywhere else is just an imitation. I mean, no disrespect to anywhere, but that's just how, that's just how I feel, man. No, I mean, yeah. like the seller's awesome and, and the stand is like, gave me my first New York spot. So mm-hmm. I, I love Patrick Milligan and the stand. And yeah. He's uh, very Adam like in terms of how he runs that club, which I was getting to a point where I kind of felt like if I can't get in, I mean, and it's, I, I don't know, man, because it's so. I just like when I'm on that stage in there, I feel like I can talk about anything. I feel like I feel like I am plugged into something vital, like the true source of what we're all doing out here. And it just it's it's amazing. Well, the club's never been better. Uh, I mean, it'll probably never reach the heights of the 80s. But, you know, just because there's the Internet and Netflix and YouTube. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a magic around the club right now. And it's really been since, you know, Eric and uh, Adam took over and, you know, just changed how things are done up there. And, you know, it's, I think Rogan was talking about, like, he doesn't even want to do new material up there because the stakes are so high. Mm -hmm. You can't really use the store as a a practice pad anymore. Not really. I mean, you can, but you're going (laughs) to, you're not going to look great compared to everyone else. I mean... Well, I mean, Rogan probably could. His practice jokes are probably better than my uh, yeah. fully uh, thought out. And, <laughs> Likewise, uh, I mean, you ever think you ever see any of these bigger people like? You ever see anyone be like, "Yeah, I'd like to do like one AM spots for a long time, just so I can kind of safely do new stuff." I wonder if. I mean, uh, I'll gladly switch spots with yeah, them yeah. if uh, they want to. Uh, Anyone out there? I'm putting that on the table. Yeah, Joe uh, Jeselnik, if you gonna guys want to just switch it up. I'll, yeah, yeah. Dalia, if you want to just... There you go, yeah. It is tough, though, going on. I mean, you went on the other night, I think your first spot, 1 a.m. on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, yeah. Which is even tougher because it's roast battle night. Mm-hmm. So the OR is a graveyard uh, until roast battle's over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then well after. Well, no, but I mean, you were killing it, man. I mean, Thank you. Uh, tell us the... Uh, so I remember Brian Moses called me and said, you can start calling in for spots. I, I, no one is, it's a funny thing. No one told me anything like I, cause I kind of, I don't know. I've been kind of around enough of the kind of learn how things go. And I just kind of, I actually saw, I, I called Sandro and asked just kind of how shit works. And he told me, but yeah, no one told me shit. <laughs> so you, did you first find out on Twitter? No, I found, no, I found out I was actually at Kyle Ray's house playing settlers of Catan. And uh, I got the call from Adam right when it was my, and I, I kind of felt bad because I love Kyle and Kyle is very funny and he has showcased before and not gone on and I'm literally at his house and he knows that I'm like kind of waiting for the call and I go, excuse me. And then I literally just go out, out of his house and Adam tells me I got it. And I just, he just hear like he just, he and his wife just hear me yell yes as loud as I can. And I walk in and we just finish playing Settlers of Catan. Well, uh, Kyle will be passed. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who, uh, We'll get past, yeah. and uh, it's just, you know, Adam, I certainly can't speak for him, mm-hmm. uh, 
but you know it, it's there's not enough spots as is yeah uh i mean adam could never have another showcase for the next 10 years yeah and he's still gonna get people who are past going why aren't i getting three spots it, yeah well, be happy with what you get Jack. that's that's really the thing man i mean that i always tried to look at it that way i was like you know i like i really value what i do and i appreciate it but at the end of the day strictly speaking they don't need me like they're they're, they're the comedy store's problem is not shortage of talented people so in the context of that it's a real honor man it, it that's really, the best yeah and you know you're right you know None of us are needed. No. Uh, <laughs> it's a cold business. Yeah, it's it's true, man. I mean, but it's a humbling business mm-hmm. when you look at it that way. Some people should really think about that, but yeah. they don't. <laughs> oh, how badly do you want to name names? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> just take it all at the gym, Daddy. Just 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 sculpt that rage into your gorgeous body. But, <laughs> but you're smart though. Like yeah. you should be the benchmark for how to get passed up oh, at the comedy thank store. Thank you. I that means a lot to me that you say that. But it's true though. Like you know, there's people we know who, you know, they might have a nice show going with roast battle, but roast battle's not going to go on forever. And then they're gonna have to walk those hallways as a comic. But I'm tr- I, I know. I'm trying to help. <laughs> and I wish you I wish you all listening could see your old face right now. And you know, when you walk into that hallway, people aren't gonna go like, oh my god, that guy was right or girl, right number ten in the roast battle. We gotta pass them. Mm. Just, it don't work like that. Oh boy. Joe's been great to everyone. He's a great roast battler. Not everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm well, only human. <laughs> you name names, I'll name names. Okay. I mean, but uh, I don't want my bitterness to carry the conversation. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, I think a lot of people could learn how to get past at the store just by how you did it. Like being nice to, you know, for the most part, everyone mm-hmm. uh, being funny, working hard, not complaining. Uh, you know, like that night I put you on a potluck, you, you had to wait three hours. You never once sweated me like, Hey man, what's up? Uh, and that's just how, you know, the store is a referral based club. Like it's not like Adam just looks at a bunch of names and goes, okay, I'll showcase this person, this person. It's like, so it just pays to be nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I, I do, I do kind of. I try to worry. I try to make a point to to treat people well. I I mean, I like to bust balls and everything, but I do try to make a point to, you know, be a gentleman with people anyway. Now, how did you approach your showcase set? Because it's very hard to, you don't really have a lot of time to Mm -hmm. get the crowd going. It's like, you got to hit the ground running. Well, I will say this. I followed Pepitone, which is... I, which which was great. I could not have asked for a better person to follow because Pepitone is very Pepitone is like a lot. He's very brutal and he's also very smart. I like to you know I will toot my own horn and say I kind of pride myself on doing smart comedy. I'm a fan of my own comedy. Uh, oh God, that came out douchier and I intended it to. Ah, fuck it. But um, you should be a fan if you're not a fan of your own comedy. No one else. That's be that's a fan. very true. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, so I just followed him and I really read. And you know what? It's funny. Like right before I had my showcase set, I had a garbage set like right before that same night and like it was down in Downey and it was just like that says it all just yeah just a fucking complete 
cheese dick audience, like just not get like, I, I hate not being understood is a thing. And when I just hear people like staring up at me, like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Just cause you're not talking about complete bullshit. And I could already tell like, they don't like, they don't, you know, they're not fan me being gay and everything. And here's the thing with like, when I run into like a dumb audience or a homophobic audience, and usually those two things are pretty big overlap. It's like, it's like a single drop of water being dunked into a bucket and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I can handle that. But the drops add up. And eventually, like, you'll get one bad, like, homophobic, just dumbass audience. And then, like, that'll be the drop that makes the bucket spill over. And I'll go, what the fuck? These fucking be And it'll, like, completely throw me into a rage. That happened right before I had my showcase set. Was that at Jessica Wellington's room? Ah, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> oh, I think I just did. I love Jessica. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. And I believe that was her birthday show. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I've done the show. Yeah. Uh, I bombed myself. Uh, it's like a Hispanic nightclub, so I wouldn't uh, <laughs> put too much, uh, you know, weight yeah. into that performance. Right, exactly, and that's just what I told myself. I'm like, because you know, you, they say when you start out, never go. It's the audience. Like, it's the fucking audience. Frequently, sometimes, like people are not fallible. I mean, you got to get to get that out of your head till you can get the basics down. But like, I mean. Like I like I, I did a joke last night in the OR that just bombed that got me a, like got me an applause break the night you brought me up. It's like that's one thing that's great about the stories. You get to see the best people in the world bomb and not in like a shod and frada kind of way, but it can really make you go like, oh, I don't have to be a fucking complete perfectionist up here and I can be free you know, to try different things out that maybe not everyone is going to like. And I'd always like kind of live by that credo thinking like, you know what? Fuck certain people. Fuck. I got to do what I think is funny for me. And like, it does result in like certain shows not going great, but it also does make people love what I do. I try to, I I try to feel like if I try to do, if I try to do comedy, it's really, really what I think it is. And just the purest me. And I don't, I don't pander to anybody. I think I'm going to make fewer people like me, but I'm going to make more people love me you know what i mean i'm gonna have like real fans not just kind of casual fans that's what i love about the stores yeah. the fans that you get there are so loyal and yeah. like mary stevens mm -hmm. is the best caitlin massey uh yes yep. and uh i mean that you get like real fans who will follow you everywhere mm -hmm. they'll get your twitter stuff and instagram and mm -hmm. like that's what you want yeah like, um i don't know if you necessarily get that at the other clubs of uh, hardcore fans, but the store's a hardcore club. Yeah. And I've, I've seen every comic in the OR uh, and they've all bombed. Yep. So when you see big name comic bombing, you're like, okay, I can bomb. Too. And I, and I always say like, I, and you know what? And I've been, I've been on the road uh, with certain people this year who like have a reputation of not, you know, I mean, I don't want to call anyone a hack, but like, if I'm being honest, like that is, you know, that is the reputation of certain people I've worked with. And there's no payoff to live in that way. You think if you're like, I'm not going to do what I really think is funny. I'm just going to aim really broad and make sure everyone likes me. It doesn't, it's not even like you're going to sacrifice something that's going to hurt your soul, but there's a payoff to it. There's not necessarily a payoff to it. There's no guarantee in that. So you might as well, like if it's not like a, like the safe, the quote unquote safe road is not really safe. I have not found in my experience. So I say like, just, I say, just do what you want. If there's no guarantee. Well, you get a lot of lazy headliners at the certain points in their career. Mm -hmm. They kind of give up and they're satisfied doing like 
say triple run type gigs <laughs> um, you ever done a triple run before i walked out on my first one. Oh, uh, it's like doing a fucking it's like doing a comedy tour through a cormac mccarthy novel <laughs> I mean, it's brutal <laughs> it's like stevie wonder was the tour router it's yeah. like hey, first gig was in oregon then he calls me hey can you pick up the headliner he's in utah I like, <laughs> well it's not really on my way but i was so green at the time you know like, oh sure and then you know it, you know, for those of you not uh, knowing what treble runs are, they're, uh, he's the worst person on earth. <laughs> Dave Treble. Dave Treble. Uh, and this is coming from the nicest guy in the world, too. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I uh, it's been brought to my attention with the last few episodes of me talking about a particular subject that I'm coming off a little bitter. Uh I, I I'm the furthest thing from better. I love my life. Mm. Uh, I'm be, I th- I prefer uh, being called honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and treble runs are horrible. Like he takes advantage of comics who want to do the road, and and then you you know you're going to Utah and then Oregon and then jump over to Idaho and then to like you know I don't know Pittsburgh and then back to Idaho. Dude, and, and you'll in like East Montana, which is a rough place, man. Like you know, I started there. Like I started doing comedy in triple run country. But uh, yeah, but if you got. <laughs> value out of it hey, I, mean, great. I don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> but uh you know his headliners typically are just you know leather neckers who just you know what's the difference between black and white people how about airplane food mm. uh so it sucks if you have to work with them yeah they're not artists like you and I, Earl. Just we probe the depths of the human soul. I mean, well, I don't know about I that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think too many '80s metal fans have much of a soul, but they're good fans. Yeah, they barely have bodies left. No, it's 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 rough. By the way, I'll be at Poison and Def Leppard at the Ontario Arena. Oh, that's precious. Anyone's looking for me. Uh, a couple weeks. I would love to know, like, what the composition of like of the audience is like at these these Poison shows you go to. Is it like, are you like the youngest guy in the room? I'm up there. I mean, really? I'm, I mean, I'm definitely one of the better looking, uh, <laughs> male or female. Right. right? I mean, gravity has not been kind to these oh, people. God. I'm just uh, picturing like, like fucking like old, just old saggy biker tits. Yeah. Like stir just bike rally meth tits. And those are the dudes. <laughs> but it's so fun. Like poison. Uh, I, and this is about you being passed at the comedy store. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about fucking poison, but like, <laughs> uh, they, for an older band, you will tie it back into triple run headliners right. poison puts out a good show like they they're happy they had a nice run mm-hmm. 80s are over 30 years later they're still making a couple bucks brett michaels looks better than any chick out there right now i can appreciate that good um but it's is interesting who you have to work with on the road and you these headliners wouldn't survive at the comedy store. Oh, no. They'd no, be no, no. laughed out. Rogan would be like, hey, beat it. Yeah. <laughs> <Or I'll laughs> when when Joe Rogan tells you, beat it. You tend I to, love him. You dude. tend to do as he says. He really is a comics comic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, and not just the Mencia thing, but he's always looking out for like, yeah. guys like you and I who are like, well, I won't speak for you, but unknown. I'll speak for myself. Unknown for the most part. He's always a big brother. Yeah. It helps I've, I've, I haven't met the guy. 
I know he was really good to Frankie when he won, won the show. You yeah. want to bring up? God damn it. We can't get it. We can't get out of it, Earl. We can't I know. We're, we're, I'm, we're all stuck in the roast battle uh, vortex. I still love the show. It's like Vietnam. Like, I, we got to get back in the shit. <laughs> right. You know, I, I roast battle. Staring is, at the ceiling fan, thinking of new ways to call Keith fat. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, I, I name no names. <laughs> you know, Karma's a real doozy. Oh, dear. Real doozy. Real doozy. All yeah. kinds of justice in this world. Yeah. Phones. You know what? Uh, you know, what, what, kind of what the coolest things about being paid regular, to be honest, sitting in the bucket seats. It yeah. Feels, yeah. You just got a great seat. Some of the best comedy in the world. Normally, the, you just stand You just stand in the corner by, Peng Chow, by Feng Chow. He's Peng Chow. Just, yeah, Peng Chow. He's it's just, his brother. Yeah, he's just furious about, you know, nothing and everything all at once and trying to, like, peek around the, the, the weird post to try to watch some decent comedy now you just sit there and watch whoever but it's yeah you're right like and, and for those of you who've been to the original room in the comedy store there's that last row of seats of course the the very first seat is mitzi's seat mm-hmm. uh and no one can sit in those seats but paid regulars and, <laughs> yeah uh, theoretically well yeah theoretically yeah. Uh, and then the same thing in the back vip bar or i, I don't know it's called the VIP bar, but it's a back bar that yeah. technically is only for paid regulars mm-hmm. and their guests. That that rule seems to be skirted. Uh, real, uh, I mean, I thought I was in an open mic in there the other night. Oh, uh, mm. but uh, there are perks. I mean, like the comedy store, like they realize how hard it is to get past up there, and they take care of you. Like, yeah, it's a gang. It 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 really does feel like getting made. It really it like <laughs> like you're you're a friend of ours, not just a friend of mine. It yeah, that's how I felt. You know, it's it's just uh, where do you like when your sets are coming up? Where do you see yourself? Do you see you like trying to become more of a comedy store comic, or like if you had like a TV gig, like because the store can change your style, mm-hmm. like in that regard. I, um, I feel, I think I'm where I belong. I mean, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty aggressive person on stage. You know, I don't, yes. yeah, I don't like, that's just not, that's just, it's just not fun to me to do it any other way. Like to me, to me, like there's so much entertainment now, like I, like I can't strictly speaking be funnier than all of Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got like every just comedy film and TV show just sitting in the palm of your hand. So like, what can I do as a stand up to offer like what people can't just get streaming over their house? And I think it's like being really honest, being really brutal, like trying to talk about things to me that I think matter, you know, that maybe you're not going to get just on like a TV show you know, that was on a network or a cable channel and is now streaming or whatever. So I, I, I look at like, what can I do as a stand up that I'm not going to get in other forms of entertainment or comedy? What can I offer that are, isn't really seeing? And I think that's being as like kind of as truthful and brutally honest as possible. And I've always, I've always loved the comics who do that kind of thing. And they've always really, and it's funny, you hear so many people like, oh, you can't do that. You're going to fucking piss people off. And if you ever offend anybody, people are going to go, bruh, 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 bruh. meanwhile, like the biggest comics in the world are the people who don't do that. Yeah. So that's the thing I've noticed about like people who live in fear, they, in whatever form of fear it is, whether it's like doing the kind of thing they really want to do and like, oh, I can't do that. What if someone doesn't like me? Anyone who lives in fear, they've told themselves they do that because they have to. So if you're around these people and you're not living that way, they want to try to deal you with all their might that you have to, too. 
because that's the only way they can justify their own excuse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you shouldn't listen to anyone who's not better off than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but a lot of people should listen to Joe. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people in the, see the roast battle circle, mm -hmm. you know, tonight's probably a big night. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Knight is uh, uh, judging tonight. New oh, family. great. Yeah. Uh, who else is judging? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but, like, a lot of people should look at you and go, Joe's better off than me right now. How did he get past? Oh, he did this, he did that, he didn't. I did this, I did that, and you can too, everyone. <laughs> it might take a while. You know, it's not like you can have, you know, showcase a month and like... No. You know, I mean, when you look at the tail end of the lineups when me and Joe are going on, it's like, there's great comedy going on. Yeah. You, know, you see a Jake Wiseman, you mm -hmm. see a Candace Thompson, Sandro. see uh, Jamar. Jim, yeah, Jamar. Jamar's my favorite person in the world to, to follow. Oh, he, he doesn't, like, he just keeps it real. He really does. I think he's the funniest person in L.A. He's certainly my favorite person to watch in L.A. And it's also, like, it's like Jamar, like, if you follow Jamar, it's like he jumps on the grenade of awfulness and just saves the whole platoon. So then it's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Yeah. And, like, you improve a lot at the comedy mm -hmm. store because yeah. it's like, you know, the lineups are, like, my God, there's been some lineups I've been on. Like, I don't think I should be on this lineup. This is like rogue. No, no, I won't. I, I won't have it said. But I mean, I like, <laughs> you know, you're like, wow, I'm happy to be on it. Like, yeah. you know, you got Delia, Jaslyn, like Rogan, uh, Diaz, Theo Vaughn, uh, mm -hmm. Galern, Jeff Richards, yeah. uh, Hinchcliffe. It's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. you know, uh, Carmen Lynch. And you know what? There's a lot of super talented people there who aren't past just yet. I was telling Punky last night, I was watching, um, I was watching Stephen Randolph do Martin Martins at Potluck. And I was, t I told Punky, Punky almost punched me for saying this, but I said, Stephen makes me feel like a fucking amateur when I watch what he does on stage. I'm such a fan of what he's doing now. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, the great Stephen Randolph. He's and do this new uh, positive thinking character, <laughs> yeah. and it kills. Yeah. And then uh, his uh, better half, Chelsea, went on app, I think, app before or after him. I, I think before. She yeah. killed. Mm -hmm. uh, like last night at Pollock was amazing. Like mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, everyone did well. I mean, Sebastian came in and mm -hmm. like, which was kind of neat to see him thrown in the middle of the insanity. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know now do you see yourself ever hosting potluck again now that you're made yeah I, i'll i think i will in the spirit of i'm gonna do because i tell you like even back during the tommy years i only got i got into the store because people would be good enough to give me spots and maybe back then i wasn't like and i would they would let me go up and not do particularly well and like that's the whole thing about that stage time is i feel like it was vital to me to it's not like I wanted to get so good outside of there so I could get in. I felt like I need to get in because this place is like a whetstone and I need it to like keep me being a good comic. And the reason I improved at kind of pivotal points in my career out here is people would give me spots on it. So I think, and it's very, yeah, I don't need to tell you, it's so hard to get people up on potluck nowadays, but I, there are so many people who I think are so talented and I just want to, I just want to, that stage time so valuable. And I just, you know that honestly that's why i wanted that's why paid regular is such a big is it was such a goal to me is because this thing will can i don't know how else i can keep myself like let's say i got hypothetically i got super successful like i don't know what other place could keep me a good comic because i know so many big names who i'm a fan of who their recent work isn't my favorite thing in the world and i have a theory that you kind of start to decline once you're only going up in front of people who love you all the time well, absolutely and, and the store is very humbling uh, yep 
uh, you know, dojo, if uh, lack of a better word. Yeah. Like, you can have, you know, the greatest set of your life one night, and next mm-hmm. night you could bomb. Same material. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially when you're in our position of going on later in the night where they've, they've heard every Trump joke, they've yeah. heard every, uh, you know, I'm on tender joke. Or, or. I, I always like that moment because, like, then it's like, that's when I, whenever I kind of feel like that's what's going on in the room, I'm like, all right, I'm going to open with my nastiest joke just because, like, what else? Hey, you know where I'm from, everybody. Like, they've heard, like you said, they've heard so many variants of things. It's like, all right, let's. I can I can dig deep coming right out of the gate. Yeah, I do hard. like that. Yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, toughened me up in that sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the other night I had an audience, but you could tell they were a little tired, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to do my. Uh, I have a new joke where I talk about a dating website for people with full blown AIDS. Yeah, and normally in a hot crowd, I wouldn't want to risk mm-hmm. turning the crowd on me but and then it got the crowd on board like, yeah so it's so you can experiment a little bit mm-hmm. going on late night yeah you it know. it really i mean it's so cool when you see people on twitter saying like i just bought my plane tickets to la so i live in indiana i'm gonna go specifically go see a night at the comedy store and it's just that feels good yeah i mean it's uh i mean mondays are really magical there mm-hmm. just because uh you know the only reason i host potluck is so i can get my like you just said like I want to give back. Yeah. So like, I love putting up, say like, uh, last night I put up a Kevin McNamara. Yeah. Always nice. Always cool. Never bugs. Uh, Nicole Buchanan mm-hmm. who sits there for three hours. Never says, when am I going up? I, Richie Gaines, uh, Pat Barker a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. like, it's just so neat to, uh, just give back. And then, you know, you're only giving them three minutes. It's mm-hmm. not like you're, getting them a development spot or whatever but yeah. they get a little taste of what yeah could be in their future i try to let my people i try to get up are tom goss who i think i think tom is one of the just funniest human beings yeah. i've ever met in my life great I try, guy we try to get him up i try to get mike menendez up i'm a big fan of who i called mike melendez mike melendez <laughs> oh God. sorry mike if I, you listen to this i apologize oh he probably he probably just apologized to you for being alive he did. Oh, no, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had a name that's difficult to pronounce. No, not really. No. You know, I was watching um, a thing on the Menendez brothers oh, right yeah. before I hosted. I try and get zone out yeah. before I host Pollock. And uh, just for some reason, I, I called him Melendez. And then I, I called uh, Jeffrey Burner, Jeremy Burner. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, because uh, for a lot of those kids, that's like their only spot there that week. Yeah. So I try not to. Uh, you know, and they make and name. they make sacrifices. Like they're there a lot of nights when they could be out doing mics or doing sets, and you know, so. And it's kind of suck seeing people. Like you know, I'm sure no one would admit to this, but you know, you're seeing people you do other shows with, and you know, either they're past and you're not. You got to watch them bomb in the OR, and yeah, oh, fuck, this sucks. Right, right. I want to be on that stage. Sure. So uh, that's why I love hosting Potluck. You get mm-hmm. to give back a little bit. Yeah. You know. As much as you can. You know, if everyone did, it'd just be a lot easier of a world to navigate. Yeah. Don't take, give. Yeah. Don't go, you know, behind people's backs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Never works out for those people. Oh. What's next for Joe Dosh, though? Because now you got the momentum. You killed it on... It's been a great couple months for you. Yeah. One of the stars of Roast Battle Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, getting past, uh, you know, that's like, how do you follow that? Yeah. 
Um, what I want to do is, um, I guess what I, I'm working on a pilot right now. What I'm really feeling is a sketch show. Um, I think maybe the thing to do, I might shoot a couple like proof. Here's the thing. Like the thing with sketches, they just cost so goddamn much money. And like what I, what I have in mind would be like cheap for a network, but expensive for me. Um, so I think what I might do is just invest this year and doing like some proof of concept sketches, maybe shoot like a proof of concept sketch idea show for me. And more now it's just me just trying to get on the road more. I'm really going to find out who gives a shit about, you know, I wonder who out in the world of, uh, you know, road work, you know, cares about paid regular and that kind of thing or not. I think, uh, you get definitely get a certain sense Mm -hmm. of, uh, oh, wow. Comedy store paid regular plus your roast battle credit. (laughs) Yeah. But people also fucking lie about that. (laughs) I mean, every time I was with Rob Schneider, uh, you know, the booker, the owner, Oh, Earl, you're great. You should come back and headline our off night or whatever. Mm. And then, uh, Rob's in the room. So of course they're up my ass and then uh, I can't get them to return my phone call the next day. Yeah. But I do think you have great credits now. I mean, uh, I mean, how many people can say they're paid regular at the comedy store? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know, roast battle went really, really well for me. I kind of, I have a lot of, I have a lot of jokes, piled up in storage to show people. I have a lot of sketches. I think what I want to do, I have an idea for a pilot I'm working on right now that I think, I think could be really, really good. The sketch show, like if I get brought into a meeting, the sketch show is what I really think could get the best comedy out. I'm also starting my own uh, podcast now, uh, kind of Bill Burr, Theo Von style, where it's going to be just me. And uh, I do some sketches over that as well. But I think that's going to be a good vehicle for what I want to do. Absolutely. And, uh, I would be humble and honored to be a guest. Please, please. What did you know what you're going to call it? I don't know yet. I uh, I have a couple. Of, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I got a couple ideas. I'm going to I'm going to Twitter around with. Yeah. Well, listen, you you, you should be uh, in the podcast world. I think so too. You know, podcasts are the new uh, radio shows. Yeah, they really are. Um, so, guys, it's just kind of a short one. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to plug? When is your next spot at the store? Uh, my next spot at the store will be late night in the original room this Sunday. So come check it out. Damn it. I was hoping you were tomorrow night. Ah. I didn't want to bug Adam. I wanted to bring you up for your first spot. <laughs> because I remember my first spot, Annie Letterman brought me up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it was great. She actually, for once, was nice to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Annie. A lot of people wanted to see that roast battle. But oh my goodness. I'd love to see that. Just, uh, you know, I'm still not in the cards. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like Sting says, the only thing for sure about Earl is nothing's for sure. Well, there's a, there's a thin line between hate and love. I'd I say. love yeah. Annie. Like mm-hmm. Annie, that would be a battle, you know, uh, you know, it would, I, I, if I ever in the, infinite possibility of coming back and doing a battle i will only battle people i respect as a human so that leaves a lot of uh, yeah that cuts out a lot <laughs> sorry about that guys and girls <laughs> and, and, and really i don't think anything could top our moment uh battling oh yeah you know still that was pretty fun top, uh, uh, but i love roast battle i know joe loves it mm-hmm. uh we, you know uh we had fun judging together a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and uh Enjoy the show on May 23rd. Yeah. So it's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, you know, just great people on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the championship match that's uh, just uh, going to be swell. One versus 18. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, Earl. It's a uh, cold business. 
But uh, Joe, where I know you, this is like your fourth time on Inappropriate at All. Yeah. You're like a five-tool player. On I this am. Show. Yeah. The RuPaul's Jeez. Drag Race yep. recap. The Drag Race recap. I had my own episode. And then um, I think uh, maybe we did a roast battle. I think we did do a post-roast battle once. This is number four. Am I? Who am I? I'm not the most head over guest. Am I? Uh, Danish and O'Neill are up there. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Let me see. Jordan Lee, who mm. was in a lot of the early episodes. Right. Uh, let me see. Uh, you're up there. Uh, yeah. I don't like having a lot of people back. No, oh, no, they're not. They're not wells of brilliance like I am. They aren't. <laughs> you know, they're not that interesting. To be frank, you oh, know, yeah. you, you blow it out in one episode. They're like, okay, we'll never talk to each other yeah. again. Uh, and shot uh, your what, old, old empty balls? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at forty-eight, they're emptying now quicker than they used to. But uh, yeah, there's still some uh, some go-go juice oh, left. I, so I bet there is. You know, <laughs> but if uh, you know you want to catch a great dude Sunday night at the comedy Sunday store. Sunday night at the comedy. Do you store. know what time? Uh, late, I presume. Late night. Get there around eleven thirty. There you just go. Get situated. And uh, what's uh, your Twitter? My Twitter is at Joe Dosh. J O E D O S C H. And Instagram, same. I do not have an Instagram. Really? Really? I would look. Is into this that. terrible? Is this a stupid thing I'm doing? I, yeah. It's not stupid, but uh, you know, I uh, I like to follow my friend uh, Whitney Rice's lead. She's like, uh, she's someone who you should check out her mm. sketches on YouTube, just because. Uh, she's amazing and she does it all on her own. I mean, I'm sure it's not cheap, but she, I mean, like she should be the benchmark for how people like get their sketches and shit out there because mm. she's, uh, her proficiency is unbelievable. Mm. So uh, if you're a fan of uh, sketches and funny videos, Whitney Lee Rice on YouTube, uh, you know, she'll put out three or four videos in one week. Check out my YouTube page as well. I've got a lot of good uh, stand-up out there. I'm very fond of. And is it just Joe Dosh on Joe YouTube? Joe Dosh, yep. Uh, yeah, Joe's a great dude. And, uh, you know, I literally welled up when he called me and said, I, I, I made it. I got passed. It's true. Uh, you know, you don't. Uh, we're in a business where you don't necessarily root for uh, people sometimes. You know, it's a jungle. The axle was right, you know. Then there's not a truer song that's ever been written than Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, William Bailey, Axl Rose, and Saul Hudson Slash. Uh, but it's uh, comedy in L.A. is uh, vicious. You know, everyone's in it for themselves. And uh, you ever notice those people don't get much? Uh, uh, I have noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how life works like that. Well, they kind of peak rather early. I've noticed people, the attitude, they get like, hey, I got a TV credit super early and I'm going to treat everyone like shit. And then they don't do shit for years. Gee, I can't think of one person. Like that. <laughs> so Joe Dosh has been nice from day one. Oh, I feel like I walked into a fucking soon-to-be-divorced couple fighting. No, no, no. this is a attention LA comics. Notice who gets stuff. <laughs> He's pacing around the room right now, everyone. G good people get good things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bullies don't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Just be careful who yeah. you bully. Just be, just be kind, everyone. Be kind. Yeah. Because, see, when you're a bully, mm -hmm. you might bully a bigger bully. Mm. And the bigger bully gets mad. And the bigger bully gets vindictive. And the bigger bully knows how to use a phone, dial uh. a couple numbers, or text. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you think about that, yeah. Jack. Uh. 
Uh, Joe Dosh is the best. I love this man. Uh, I love you too, Earl. I really do. Like I do we're joking around right now. Well, Joe's joking. I'm being completely serious. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Knight. Uh, I don't know Jack as well, but I love getting big hug last night. Yeah. He's like he's going to be a star. Uh, so it's uh, support the newest paid regulars. Jack Knight. I don't know his Twitter. I'm. A, it might be J A K. Yeah. Knight. Because he's just got to be different. That yeah. Knight. He yeah. doesn't. I don't think he has Jack. a C. Oh. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Uh, YouTube Jack mm-hmm. or Google Jack Knight comedy. Uh, and Jack and Joe <laughs> sounds like a, they're the newest paid regulars. <laughs> Jack and Joe are roommates, right. kid. <laughs> yeah, Jack and Joe it's like are a show, uncle's new roommate. Wink. <laughs> are partners in life, and uh, yeah. now their g- names are going to be at the comedy store uh, on the wall. It's a big fucking deal. I can't stress that enough. It is. I, I literally, I have a room headlining comics messaging me, going, "How do I get in?" And these are people with huge TV credits, specials on Netflix, specials on Comedy Central. So, like, literally, I cannot express to you what a big deal it is, especially in 2017 when the spots are... It's never been tighter to get in up there. Tighter none pussy. Right. It is tighter than none pussy. I I couldn't... See, Joe just outdid me again. So, (laughs) Uh, Joe Dosh, Sunday night at the Comedy Store. Check him out. I'll be there tomorrow night. I'll be there tonight after roast battle. We'll do a little fallout, maybe. (laughs) Maybe see certain people. Oh, no. Some I like, some I don't. Oh, I just want everyone to get along. And, uh, you know, it's be nice. It's so easy. It's not hard. No, it's it's, it's not as easy for for everyone, Earl. It's not. We all have our limitations. Yeah, and uh, like Hal Holbrook said to Clint Eastwood in Magnum Force, Every man knows their limitations. So I don't want to burst some of your sizable bubbles. <laughs> but be careful who you burn. Oh, oh she oh might dear. be burning the devil. Oh, dear. Inappropriate Earl SoundCloud on iTunes. Leave a fucking review. I mean, really, it, yeah. it ain't that difficult. Fucking ingrates. It's for free. I do these podcasts. A glory. A glorious, shining five-star review. It's the least you bums can do. But don't overdo it. Don't. Someone just left. It's the greatest podcast in the world. It's not like... Leave a little of the imagination. Oh, do they get three and a half minutes on Potluck, Earl? <laughs> but they do. So yep. whoever that was. <laughs> you know, Potluck's the start. Yep. You might think, oh, big deal. Three minutes. You know, mm-hmm. ask Nicole Buchanan. She's getting higher up the comedy store food chain because she's being seen at potluck so g- deal with it <laughs> and get three good minutes first of all he's just staring off in the distance like colonel kurtz and if, that's how i feel with you fucking comics <clears throat> you jackals yesterday <laughs> i saw a pile of little palms <laughs> 50 fucking messages one girl hey i'm not wasting my time tonight by going up there no because I'm not putting you up. No. Oh, so not, no time I'm not wasted. wasting my time. Yeah. I you, then. People are unbelievable. <laughs> so suck in the glory of Joe Dosh being passed. And think how he got passed by being nice and funny. Suck in the glory. Right. Not, you know, shitting on people behind their backs. Be, be happy for Joe and Jack, you jackals. Instead of saying, why weren't I passed? Maybe because you're not funny yet. 